I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his team bring their investors high-yield investment opportunities across several asset classes for cash flow, tax impact, and equity growth. He and his team are one of the top five ATM operators in the country, and they have an investment opportunity available to accredited investors right now in the ATM space. To learn more about their ATM funds that produce tax-free cash flow, visit therealassetinvestor.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com, CashflowNinja.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com forward slash subscribe. I've got a fantastic show for you. Uh, I've got a returning guest, Francis Hunt. He is the market sniper, the crypto sniper, and the reset sniper. And by the way, fun fact, Francis have been talking about um, the brand, the reset sniper for years, long before this phrase reset or the great reset uh, was known amongst the majority of people all around the world. Um, Francis has been a guest previously on the show. If you want to check out his previous episodes, I highly recommend it because he has been spot on of what's going on in the world and what is going to happen um, since we've had him on the show. So just go to cashflowninja.com and then type in Francis Hunt and you'll find our previous episodes that we did with Francis. There's a ton of value in there. Um, and you can also listen to all of the big calls that he's made that has come true. Um, so uh, I have learned a lot personally from Francis. Um, I'm part of his great community, um, the Sniper Circle. And inside of this community, there's a lot of uh, just incredible people that are building and protecting wealth during reset times. Francis, great to see you. Delighted to be back. Thanks for inviting me, Ames. Absolutely. And you're in such a beautiful part of the world. Uh, the Garden Route. Love it. I mean, I have such fond memories of the garden route with family and friends and mates through the years and you know trips up during uh university very beautiful part of the world nice nice over there plettenberg bay kierbooms wilderness i mean you name it just absolutely if you think about god's country you know or a place in the world where you connect to you know a, a, a the spirit um it's incredible so you know how how's your time been down there good Amazing, beautiful part of the world, God's country, as you said, uh, garden root for a reason, lush, green fruit, jeez, uh, you know, fish, fresh feet, whales and sharks just out the window. We've seen them all uh, and dolphins, a school of dolphins. But I can tell you, uh, with all that natural beauty, we have to talk about uh, a man, re man related uh, absolute car crash that is currently in the way. As you know, we've just had one of the most 
interest rates intensive weeks where a lot has been thrown down. Um, and I've never had personally, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but such a vast scale of monkey chatter of nerves surrounding the forthcoming days of the 24th stroke, 26th of uh, September. And if you will allow me to develop on that a little bit. Yep. I will highlight just a couple of ironies. This is speculation on my behalf. Uh, everything about the future is always on balance of probabilities or possibilities, even if you want to say probability sounds too strong. Um, but 21 years ago, very recently, we were watching um, the anniversary, and 21 is three seven-year cycles. The seventh day he rested, um, three seven-year cycles from 2001. We are 2022 from 2001. Uh, we witnessed a controlled demolition. And particularly, I ask those that have any doubts about this to look at the tweet or the, the mini clip of World Trade Center fully standing very minor fires, and then the actual explosions that are audible and you hear the flashes all in a coordinated one after another. And then you see the top of the building kink in two places and that divides into thirds and the two outer thirds fold into the middle third a little bit, not a lot, but a degree so that it folds into its footprint and collapses down. Not hit by a plane. The great narrative of World Trade 7. You witnessed what was the smoking gun to an orchestrated controlled demolition of a once owned donated land by Rockefeller that was given to New York Harbor, Docks and Harbors, and bought six weeks before the event by a property developer named Silverstein who got paid out twice for two separate events. He put only a little bit of his own money. He bought it for a pittance, most of a debt, uh, and was then subsequently paid out in billions. You witnessed that enrichment at the cost of other people's lives that went to work that day. And can I also point out a little known fact that one of those um, WhatsApp equivalents that's particularly prevalent in the Jewish society in New York had early warnings and messages were spread about going into work on that day. That has been uh, theoretically proved. Many people don't know that. Um, so you actually witnessed the controlled demolition and my opinion of what's coming this Call it a Shemitah, if you like, because there seems to be this numerological Kabbalistic intent to, to bring events to fruition at key moments that are timing and of significance for these kind of people and their occultic thinking. Um, you're going to witness a controlled demolition of the fiat and banking system potentially. That's a strong statement. It's a possibility. I am saying that that is uh, deeply on my mind, and I'm very, very nervous having fiat in banks um, in, in a number of different places. And the 24th stroke, 26th are big, big flag dates. You've had the Pope saying all money out of European banks. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to address the thing is, oh, it's still just be European banks in a minute. You've had uh, a German politician stand up and say, everyone will remember where they are on the 24th. Were and much like people said, do you remember where you were on 9-11? See the pattern similarities of the whole game. And I'm going to remind you of a few things. The Fed bailed out banks on the sly. That was highly redacted. Very uh, few of the mainstream medias actually uh, released this fact rolling into trillions to European and American banks, summing up 
I think the largest one potentially on its own was as high as six trillion, but there was 2.8 trillion here, three trillion there, and it was the magic circle banks. Credit Suisse was a massive recipient. Um, there were the European Barclays. Uh, there were European banks as well as J.P. Morgan, um, all the usual suspects, Bank of America in the states. And you were asking the question: Why is an American institution allegedly, you think? The Federal Reserve, not Federal nor a Reserve, a private bank looking after a banking cartel that is transnational. Why, if we are running a nation state system with presidents that supposedly have power, is a central banking cartel component actually bailing out a different ge geological, geopolitical and geographical uh, financial institutions? Especially to the sum of amounts that surpassed in total. I think the total sum... And this I can't remember because I just remember the article. So someone can correct me in this. It's not a statement of around 21, 22 odd trillion. It might have even been more yep. in the total of six or eight banks. And the answer was they all bankrupt. There is a derivative macro, uh, magic circle. They are increasing interest rates. They have weaponized the dollar in the name of fighting inflation as the cover story. In inflation, they created in terms of of their response to COVID, which was something they created with a lab flu, locking you down and killing demand, and thereby creating a whiplash, collapse, stroke, a depression in a spike, only to then say, we need to fix this, to overreact with an absolute printathon that took the likes of ARK from $30 to $160, an ETF with highly speculative metaverse type uh, projects, back down now to 40 for a round tripper. And now we go into the big, great recession, depression that they are possibly planning for us in a demolition of the financial services system. So it was almost like they were about ready to fall and they had to keep these buildings sustained. They were propping up buildings that they'd already planted the explosives for. The economic hitman that created the debt in all the various uh, emerging nations of the world. This is the poison pill. This is the explosives that shears the steel column in that angled cut so that the building steps one bit to the left and comes down. Remember those on the Twin Towers with the nanothermite. And you are witnessing potentially, in my opinion, with this coming up event, a controlled demolition of the financial system. In other words, it's already ready to go. It's already been ready for a while. They've been propping it up. And those trillions are examples. The numbers are beyond mind boggling. You're talking they're bigger than GDP numbers for most European nations given yep. to single financial institutions and not one, multiple of them in Europe. So this should break the notion. Too many people are witnessing this as a transnational thing. They say, well, the European banks will go down. Tough luck on them. Yay, the euro deserves to go down. It's a political yeah, a currency. It was never a serious currency, yada, yada, yada. And you think you're going to be safe in a magic circle where everyone has their arm around everyone. Everyone has swap options between each other. They are counterparties on derivatives, um, are transferring money in various stages across all of this. If a whole bunch of core financial institutions in Europe go down, they take everybody that participates with them go down. This instant liabilities and zeroization of assets that are held cross uh, geopolitical, cross geographic areas, cross holdings via banks will see the strongest bank fall. It's like the fat boy on the mountaineering group where you all yep. rope together 
who's a crap climber and he tumbles over and he weighs 147 kilos. I don't care how fit you are, you're all going down. You're all tied together and you're all going down. He shouldn't have been on the rope. He shouldn't have been so out of condition. You shouldn't have been trying to keep him up in that game. He wasn't fit to, for purpose. And that is where we are at now. And I'm suggesting to people that there is immediate action Literally days. I call it the remain of the day. It's now <laughs> dark outside. I have no beautiful sea, no whales, no dolphins to show you. The nightfall is coming in. This sounds highly prophetic, highly dramatic, everything. I hope to be absolutely wrong. Mock me in every way you want, because that will mean more time for me to deal with my issues. You think you're ready. You're not ready. You need power independence. You need water independence. You need to have physical gold and silver under your direct control, not under state-owned. There are stories I'm hearing of uh, German internal police force potentially ready to walk the streets in Germany. You've got real, already clearly prepared you for grid-down events in Northern Europe. Going into a winter, we've got shorts on cars like BMWs, discretional uh, spending. How is anyone going to discretionary spend? If they have to turn off the lights, turn off the power, Companies have got to go down. You know, in South Africa, where we are a microcosm of that future, that mind's got switched off. You can't put it all on people. Right. You'd have to switch them off totally. You've got to share it around. So businesses get switched off. That's GDP that's not earned. This is destructive. So the energy system, and I think you're going to get an extra escalation. The problem is it's actually quite difficult. Even a badly planned system that is over in leverage to kill someone quickly is quite hard in a system and when you're talking about a financial system there's lots of people who that by virtue of their daily activities are also sustaining the system they're paying salaries they're paying tax they're doing this they're doing that the fact that it's over leveraged sure it needs to die but you've got to actually force it over the cliff and i think new events are going to come to light and it could be and i've heard so many different versions i'll throw a couple of versions at you iranians with bombs going into europe so they might go muslim man bad again like they did orange man bad and everything uh, else bad why because there's a certain uh, nation that desperately wants to see iran flattened they're not in the central bank cartel that could be one story i don't know who's the source i don't have anything for you i've heard lots of things the monkey chat is huge the escalation the putin's gone to parcel um partial mobilization of his reserve forces so in the event that he sees the war not going wrong, there was something wrong about that war. Do you remember Iraq? Shock and awe, Rumsfeld. Yep. You smashed their electricity out. You smashed their comms out. You did bombing. You did fire. You flattened that. So by the time the infantry was going in there, everyone was heads down. There was no comms. There was chaos. They don't know who's where. They had everything. Russia never did that. Now, you might say, well, they didn't want to do it to Ukraine because they kind of see it as their country and all of that. You don't. Me and you can't go into a fight and I don't really want to hit you in the face. If we're fighting for our life, we've got to fight. You can't say, but I like MC. I'll just flick his nose like this. Um, I'll do something soft. And maybe you'll concede if I do that. You're a big, strong guy. I'll go and flick your nose. You're going to slap my face. I slap you back. You're going to punch me in the head. This, the, the point is to win a war, you have to be brutal, quick, and, and, and violently aggressive to dominate. And the faster it's over, actually, it's better for you and me. In, a, in this brawl situation. This has been a, a drawn out touchy-feely war. I'm not saying there hasn't been torture, terrible conduct, people dying, um, but it's a, a very conventional 1942 type British warfare. It's tanks, it's artillery, it's gun. Where's the, the MiGs? Where's the bombers? Look, they don't want to destroy, but you've got to take their comms out. Yeah, you know, 
Kiev, they're partying like it's flipping Ibiza in some of the videos I'm seeing. What's yep. going on? So there's this quasi-abnormality about this conflict that doesn't seem anything like, say, for example, the Iraq conflict. And shock and always to disable, stun, and uh, actually paralyze your enemy. And I'm not saying Rumsfeld was a great general or a great defense minister, but that certainly is effective to show you mean business and to yep. take down and put them in an immediately a disadvantaged position. And they had air supremacy. How could Russia not have air supremacy over Ukraine? You know, where's Ukrainians MiG squad? Where's Ukraine's bomber squad? They don't have any on the scale of what Russia should have. So this has been um, a weird conflict that never quite made sense to me. It seemed, uh, and of course, we've seen utter propaganda and BS on both sides. So no one truly knows. And we've been told that it's not going well and Putin potentially mobilizing. Maybe it isn't going well. Um, Maybe there's some truth to that. How I would see Ukraine winning it, I don't know. I don't think anyone wins. But anyway, the point of the matter is there's a surreal, there's a surreal nature to what we're seeing. And you were mentioning uh, DeSantis and all of these guys. He's like a mini Trump. Everybody thinks a politician's going to come in and save them um, as a distraction technique. So we're going to get distracted. We're going to see, uh, and I don't know, the other options, by the way, Taiwan and China does the Russia-Ukraine thing. So just they, they get further sanctioned. They get this and that. Um, you, you're talking about an economic war that is, as I say, is they, they're already talking about chips. They've said China can't get access to certain things and licensing and all of this. So all of there is already an undercurrent fiscal war, and the dollar is a weapon. It's part of the geopolitical weapon. But this time, it's fighting for its life. When the euro launched, it just had to show it was the bigger, better, stronger monkey in the troop uh, versus a designed to fail currency which it did, it, you know, the euro came in and it, at its high was 1.60 or at 1.20, I can't remember the exact mark, it fell to 80 cents to the dollar yep. in its first thing. And straight away, dollar dominance, we asserted it. Now it's, you know, we're in charge, we're the big boy, now you can survive, what happens after this? Okay, you can coexist. The absolute nature of it, and the Fed is in the name of fighting inflation that they created intentionally, responded to late, the only one call we've got wrong recently was on a small time frame when we said Bitcoin would go down and actually got a, a pop to the upside and gold and silver to upside. And then that quickly fizzled. They did a 25 basis points, the very first interest rate hike. And we were like, come on, you're not serious about inflation. At that point, inflation was already this much. And the whole market agreed. And they pushed it actually up. And then everything turned and Bitcoin did its breakdown again. We called it south again. And the second time it went, it fell from that 30K handle. And you've not got much above 25 since. And most of the time you're sitting at 21, 22. And actually now you're hanging really, really heavy on the crypto side. Same for the other risk on assets. So, I mean, I've just given you so much there. Uh, and there's so many other scenarios that I've been uh, hearing, but I've got to give you a chance to unpack some of that. No, that, that's great. Um, there, there's obviously a lot to unpack. So the first thing is about something happening. And the, it just, I mean, I have never um, lived during such a time where the, the fire is set. It just needs a match to strike it. You know, and um, what what actually shows me that a, a match is about to come is one of the things, and this is what, one of the things that I've learned through Francis Communities too. There's some great people that they recommend following, and there was actually someone on Twitter, the Sentiment Trader, that actually does a lot of great, actually very good breakdown and reporting on capital flows. Um, and here's a, here's essentially a recent tweet. He said. 
Sometimes there's a chart that just blows your hair back. In 22 years of doing this, his research, analysis, putting out reports, none stand out like this one. And it essentially says, last week, institutional traders bought 8.1 billion worth of put options. Um, they bought less than 1 billion in calls, just to show the other Can side Can I interject and I'll get a very short interjection? Yeah. The parallels with 9-11 are unheralded. Yes. Because I don't know if you recall this, Put options on an abnormal level were taken out on airlines just prior to the event. Yes. And calls were taken out on the military industrial complex. And they said this was the Saudis profiting. It was then traced back to a, a subsidiary of Deutsche Bank run by an ex CIA uh, head. So it's just a small little sidebar there. Sorry, go back. No, no. And then it just said this is three times more extreme than 2008. Now, for folks that that were that lived uh, through 2008 there was a lot of, just watch the movie the big short there was a lot of guys short that saw this coming and they were almost wiped out because they kept it floating longer than you know on a time yeah. uh, period it's very very hard but if you watch the movie the big short there was a lot of folks that saw this coming so there's a lot of money short then this is three times that volume in 2008 just to put it into perspective. So capital flows, you know, um, one of the things that I learned from Francis and his communities too, uh, Francis talks about the foot, foot, footprints in the sand, following the footprints in the sand. And if you look at the footprints, the footprints is capital flows. Where's the money flowing to? Where are they positioned? Where's the in, inside money, the institutional money? Where are those uh, guys and gals positioned? And um, look, the footprints in the sand, you look at that and you go, something very, very big is about to happen. A massive event. Then you mentioned uh, the Vatican recalling all of its funds back to the Vatican Bank. I mean, I don't <laughs> remember a time where it was kind of like, they're like, oh, it's open. You know, they'll just put it in a news wire, essentially. And I'm like, what? This is kind of bizarre. Uh, but anyway, thank you for sharing that. Uh, so so we, we, we look at capital flows and then um, a very polarizing world. As you mentioned, you know, we weren't alive during uh, just prior to the, uh, the Second World War. But this is sort of what what it builds up until Japan strikes at you know, Pearl Harbor, where they've essentially been cut off of oil, they had economic warfare against them, financial warfare, trade wars, all this kind of stuff. And eventually, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, essentially eliminating them from the oil. And they 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 um, attacked the United States at, at Pearl Harbor. Uh, just a comment on this war, too. I'm, um, you know, again, mate, was this a setup? Like in, you know, I always like sports analogies where you have sequence, sequent plays to make a team do one thing, and then you strike at a different area. So the war, the the, the war in the, with Ukraine and Russia is very interesting. Like you said, it's just bizarre. It's like you don't have nurses doing TikTok dances during a pandemic. That was a, a red flag. Um, yeah. You know, so when you look at warfare and, and there's a lot of guys um, that that uh, are ex special forces guys. And one guy was pretty vocal about it. He was one of the first guys into Iraq, by the way. And he said, this is very bizarre because the first thing you take out is electricity grid and the water. And then essentially you start to cordon off Homes. areas and then the troops yeah. move in. It's kind of 101, very basic warfare stuff. None of this was done there. Uh, and again, we're it's not saying that. Out. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're not saying. I mean, that. I was in the army. The most disabling thing is people not being able to talk to each other. They shoot each other by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, the shelling comes in in the wrong place. The first thing you do is comms. You can't coordinate your forces and move them around if you can't talk to him um, as right. well. And that just that also another one um, that just didn't happen. It just it just smells. It all smells weird. I don't have an answer. I'm just no. saying. Yeah, me, <laughs> me neither. It just feels that now you've got a polarizing world. You kind of have a battlefield already kind of a theater, quote unquote, of war. Um, and then you look at the money going from the United States over to the Ukraine, which is, I mean, it just smells, it's been a laundry that's mat. Corruption money. That's straight out, that's straight out into Politico's hands. So Zelensky is a, a laundromat yep. for spitting out uh, commissions for World Economic Forum soldiers and politicized figures. I mean, I mean, if you haven't learned anything from the Biden, Hunter Biden laptop and the fact that the, a, a virtual crackhead drug addict moron is was a director in a corporate that was injected there because of who his father was and how much money was going backwards and forwards. then I mean, and that's um, that's not me being a Trump tard or anything like that. They basically admitted that uh, by virtue without saying it in as many words. So anything that's going through Zelensky is absolutely a Zio tool. Um, and I mean, uh, Ukraine is going to be coerced into being uh, greater Israel, uh, yep. in my opinion, because uh, if you track the history uh, of that nation and, and think of Dnipro Petrovsk as well, um, which is there on the Kiev, I've got uh, people close to me that will tell you long and interesting stories about that. Uh, and you're talking about 30 percent of the world's best soil in Ukraine uh, in terms of growing. So it's great farming, it's food at a time when we are actually having, um, uh, it's incredibly suppressed. If you go there, people live on small amounts of dollars and they're quite smart, educated people in post-communist world. So it's great for prostitution. It's great, you know, you can get plenty of blonde, it's it's all sorts of dark things. Trafficking um, can occur there. Um, It's great for, uh, it's great for uh, food supply for chosen ones and chosen right. nation states um, in terms of that, given the, what I've just said about the soil. In fact, I think China's even rented some of their ground um, to do uh, food. But I imagine there are other similar relationships uh, in an environment where you've got Bill Gates and all this other farm buying and everything. To me, um, uh, MC, as someone, we have something, we have a couple of things in common. A, the sniper community, I'd love you to tell you uh, what an, uh, a little bit about your experience so far later, maybe at the end. But we both born and bred uh, childhood in RSA. And I was talking to um, uh, a Plettenberg gay farmer who has his kids in Canada, uh, Germany, um, UK, and there was another country I can't quite recall, uh, Northern European. And he was actually saying, and this is an every gay elderly guy who's, uh, who's been a you know property guy in Plettenberg Bay since for 30 years. Um, he's grown older. Uh, and he was saying there was a time to definitely leave South Africa. Um, and now, despite the government, despite the grid downs, the cost of value of what you get, the lifestyle of what you get, and being in the Southern Hemisphere right now, I've called for the winter of discontent, the soft underbelly of first world Europe and Canada for that matter, and parts of America is very, very exposed. You know, a Texan who shoots and hunts and has a big farm, plenty deep freezers and solar panels. I'm not referring to him near as much as I'm talking to urbanized accountant, goes into city of London, lives in a three up, two down, whatever, cheek to jowl development, new build, uh, goes to the local supermarket for everything he buys. I'm talking about those people, which many of us have been and currently are, 
um, and a winter coming, a grid down scenario, lots of grid down. You've got to remember you lose internet, you lose comms, you lose mobile phones. The, the interesting thing with South Africa is it's a microcosm in the same way Ukraine was a microcosm for me in 2014. Ukraine yep. was a microcosm of what happens. They stopped all the banking for a number of days, and then they allowed people $50 a day withdrawals. Yep. People formed queues out of it. People were selling brand new Porsche cones, 18 month old, for about 20% of what they were worth just to get cash. That was a microcosm of grid down banking down in Ukraine that can now be a global thing. Bail-ins and money withdrawal restrictions because there aren't enough cash notes. Cash notes make between 3 and 7%, and 7% is on the high side for most nation states. That will still be valid. Um, everything else, digits in a computer that's in a grid down environment where you're relying on how well uh, the backup systems are running without power. What happens here, going back to the other microcosm, is that plot, you can be solar panels, you can be water independent, reservoirs pumping from the river, boreholes, you name it. You can have generators for your own power. But if the mobile grid goes down yep. and they have battery packs, they can only run a certain amount of time with a grid down before the mobile grid goes down. And you can't run a generator to keep the MTN, Deutsche Telekom, or any of these guys going. Once they're down, they're down. And they don't have battery packs in Europe. They have them here. But even still, if they have long enough, they go down. Then there's the damage that happens to items when you regularly take down and batteries don't fully recharge. So even yeah. if you did have, there's certain equipment that ages very badly if it stops, starts, stops, starts. It's not permanently running. So you get a material decline and maintenance goes up and failure goes up immensely if you don't have sufficient time to properly recharge batteries and to keep systems running. If systems running stop and start, they're unlike cars and the greater wear and tear, and I know this from the guys that are trying to get around economy stats, they have a standard test and they were actually doing stop-start technology. To get a better fuel economy, because everyone was bragging about fuel because of the new green watermelon communism on your petrol or whatever your case may be, they use stop-start technology, they get a slightly better number. But that does immense amount of wear and tear on the starter mechanisms. So you actually, for a test, so that they can market better and be more green, you're getting another part of the system that's being overly stressed that will re reduce the life and require investments. So I've got guys that have done given me the, the, the roof and burst. Now that happens now on an entire grid, mobile network. This is the time for ham radio, CB radio, food supplies, deep freezers, solar panels, and relying very little on state and utility, and then recognizing you need to be organized, you need to be in community. and and you don't want to go into a winter when they're planning all of this. There's nothing worse and more demoralizing than being perpetually cold and not being able to make a, uh, a cup of coffee or tea. I want to recognize one of our sponsors. Recently, I had a very engaging and exciting podcast conversation that is one of the most downloaded episodes of this year with my friend, Louis O'Connor. The subject was owning rare earth metals as tangible assets. It's the same paradigm as owning gold or silver, but instead you own industrial grade, high quality, rare earth metals that you are purchasing from a premier industry supplier. And the exit for the investor is also guaranteed. One of the most interesting things about this asset clause is that rare earths outperform the stock market and precious metals 
for the past five years. Unfortunately, there is only a limited amount available to private investors. If you would like to find out more about this exciting and limited opportunity, then please go directly to the website www.strategicmetalsinvest.com or email them at info at strategicmetalsinvest.com. And that's why I think, too, um, we're going to go through what we uh, went through. And that's been a theme. You know, one of the uh, two themes that I've really taken to art is the winter of discontent. If you as a, as a business owner and as, a, as an investor do not understand what is about to happen in Europe, because I don't think it's in people's um, frame of reference, right? I don't think anybody has literally sat down for a moment and thought the biggest, I mean, Germany. They're literally chopping wood to stay warm this winter. They're going to run. The biggest economy in Europe is, is not going to have electricity. They're literally, and, and you and I have an, uh, a different perspective because we've already seen it in South Africa, but most people, it's not in their frame of reference to think because we know what happens. Uh, businesses. And a short economic sidebar on that, just to cut yeah. in uh, for a mini second, is that last month was the first month in I don't know how many decades that Germany ran a negative trade balance. So you're actually talking pre-electric down, pre-grid downs on yep. something that's now becoming almost a certainty in my mind and could be far worse and even go to blackouts, complete blackouts. You've already seen a contracting economic activity. Now, Germany is the, the engine for Europe. Everybody else is, is, a, is sucks on the breast of Germany. Right. And now you're saying Germany stand alone is not is getting is spending more and this would also be part of the energy costs and generating less they were always a trade surplus i mean mercedes-benz going globally bmw siemens you name it all those great uh companies so what are you actually seeing is that before we switch anything off they were already what does that do for the euro what does that do for gdp measures which in themselves are deeply faulted but yep. at least in manufacturing a car, I'm more comfortable with a GDP value than I am with a bunch of lawyers in an investment bank doing collateralized debt obligations and the supposed value to society that creates. But let's just say uh, you made something like a good vehicle that somebody wants. That's a fairly fair reflection of GDP. What's that going to do to that form of GDP number of manufacturing uh, in an environment where they've already gone negative? Now you're going to have power down. And I'm telling you, they won't be able to put it all on the 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 retail world and home and uh, cups of tea and coffee, because you're going to have grannies dropping dead and freezing in their apartments. That's very bad for politicians. So they're going to have to share it around and they're going to have to decide what's critical industry. And as you know, we've had mines switched off in a mining country for parts of yep. the day. What damage did that do uh, to GDP and prospects uh, in RSA? And think about it, what you just said, because this is exactly where I, I was going to go with this is they're going to have to sit down, just as you said, and say, okay, what areas are we going to continue to power? Doesn't this all sound too familiar? What is essential? What sectors are essential? What businesses are essential? So essentially- we're politicians making that decision. Exactly. So suddenly, the, the, what it does is it centralizes and further gives unbelievable political control to politicians of what is supposedly the most important economically viable versus social uh, reprehensible outcome. Um, 
do you do you just keep the economy going and damn the citizens let them all freeze we switch, switch everything off at night you find some halfway ground what do you do do they share how much do they share who gets more you're talking about it's it's kind of like the last plane to leave the volcano island and now you have sophie's choice is your daughter getting on the plane or is your son um and uh, i i i think there's no good decision there there's no, no good decisions in any of it the, the the situation is whatever you choose you're wrong and you lose um and so here's what comes as a result of that that they want discontent social unrest they get to respond problem reaction solution martial law troops on the street absolute domination by decree drones blurting out messages a la china people yep. on speakers stay indoors anyone seen outside of curfew can be shot etc etc this is management of the herd you're now being corralled in and they will say well we have to do that for your safety we have to strip more of your freedoms for your safety because you guys are hungry and now you're looting the shops um, and you're burning things down or whatever the case may be. And they could even do rent a crowd to do that and inflict it on everybody. Or they could use immigrants that have recently arrived to do that. There's been some narrative that has been coming out of the epic wave of immigrant immigration despite Brexit into Britain Yep. from uh, territorial army people. And as I say, these are rumors. They may have no value. They may have some value. They may be hyperinflated. They may not. I'm not casting a view on it. I'm just passing something on that these people are being trained because where's the mothers and the kids hanging from the breast? That, this isn't it. It's like males, working age males. Um, these people are undergoing training. They've been put in hotels. Nigel Farage was exposing this to great being called a racist and all of us. And now the, the territorial army uh, whisperer has said they're getting training because they want uh, socially removed different people to inflict the draconian lockdown who will be less prone to sympathy for their own population and kin when it turns dark and that there's dark times coming and these guys might even become and that's as i've said we predicted before multiple nations to shoot on their own citizens well it might not even be your own citizen who's shooting on you it might be someone who's done a crash course on riot uh rioting uh response and will be firing on you on weapons provided by your tax money bullets paid for your tax money and given to immigrant labor that is dispassionate towards you and considers you a goyim or considers you uh uh, infidel or whatever the case may be choose your you know slur of whatever the case may be and will do what he's told and be plain simple order followers and the order followers are the are the great sin because actually they need drones and i'm talking about human drones to institute their evil plans against their citizenry and the people the doctors that went along with the scam are the great sin they are the great the the docile and uh, i needed the money i needed the paycheck people the lack of morality the fact that you allowed yourself to be bullied to do subhuman things the fact that we have pericarditis myocarditis shooting through the roof the fact that you instituted a scientifically experimental non-vaccine mrna altering treatment on your own citizens and have seen athletes on epic scale so you know the comrades marathon down here yep i think we've had we had in the last two years, 
60% of all deaths in comrade marathons, and there were 21 people in intensive care. For those that are not South African, it's an 89 kilometer run involving a, a massive hill. It's an ultra marathon. It's considered one of the world benchmarks for ultra marathon and fitness. And they have a high drama, a half, 11 and a half hours cutoff that everybody tries to make. And the guy turns his back and fires the gun and you made it or you didn't. One by a woman, an international woman with a Russian surname. She wasn't allowed to have a frag and a Russian surname. She went to court to fight, to, to protect and run. And she won the female version of that. So minor little story. Um, South Africa being bricks, didn't, uh, that weren't as harsh. And you, with a court decision, she was able to run and it was described as international. I find that quite amusing. And we all could know uh, exactly who she was. Well done to her, by the way, from yep. me. But yep. all that aside, um, all that aside, people dropping. So we, I mean, we can't go on the COVID thing. It will be a whole different hour. But the point yep. of the matter is all of that. The compliant people are the problem. That's why you have to share this video that MC is going to release. You, that is why you have to wake as many people up and you have to get them to be non-compliant passively. They don't have to throw their bodies in front of tanks. No one's asking for martyrdom. You don't save anything, but they have to share and the passive resistance. I wouldn't be a looter because they're going to implement martial law. Don't give them the reason. If we look calm and stoic and just staying out and actively disengaging and walking and enjoying our outdoors on our own property and land, forming communities with real space, the sites I was looking at here, MC, beautiful. Multiple yep. dwellings, was farmland, now sort of open zone three, um, equestrian center on it, beautiful um, blue gum trees, everything, um, choose your neighbor type environment, aspirational, low maintenance homes, double, triple ceiling, vaulted, views across the crags, if you know that, with a sea, literally a kilo and a half behind. And yep. it's, I'm looking at securing some of that potentially and uh, choose my neighbor and subdividing um, or, or arranging so that other people and being happy to say if, if this boundary of X many hectares is all I can move around in, I'm still going to have a pretty good life. And I'm talking about water independence. I'm talking about uh, grid independence. And yep. I'm talking about you could even grow food, you know, farms, uh, great soil, ample rain, reservoirs on site rivers which have letters that allow 10,000 liters a day, et cetera, et cetera. These sort of things give you your um, independence from states and everybody should be working it. And as I say, the, the, it's fall, it's uh, the remains of the day. Now, it, this is a call to arms for people to listen to your channel and to take action. Uh, now, so the winter of discontent is one theme and essentially, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as, as you were uh, discussing this, it's essentially, climate lockdowns the, the energy stuff it, you're going to get yes. you're going to get the same results essentially of the summer of 2020 you're going to get a lot of civil unrest a lot of unhappy people that are cold that are hungry that are sitting in the dark um and for small businesses i mean how do you survive this we've, we've already seen the energy prices just skyrocket so it's almost impossible for small businesses to keep to keep the shops open and to keep running on that so the same you know um and, and just to tie into the the pandemic stuff i just recently finished a book it's a pretty pretty good read uh by an author called uh naomi wolf and she yeah. actually wrote the book the bodies of others and for folks not familiar with her she was very very uh much inside the room 
in political uh, from political strategy, uh, consulting with presidents. I mean, she literally was part of the Clinton uh, Clinton White House. She was running campaign strategies for Al Gore. She was in and all of that. And one her, one of her quotes is read history backwards, because in these rooms, uh, a decision is made that this will happen. And then you have to work it backwards kind of to figure out the sales process to sell. It's the Stephen Covey, beginning yes. and the end in mind. Uh, yes. And then you build back. And I designed HVF method from that. Yes. Uh, knowing where I wanted, what I wanted, and then what preceded the steps, all the milestones that preceded. And you use that part. And that's exactly how the, the, the insider control uh, structures actually plan and mechanize that direction that they want to take things in. They say, we want global lockdown. So for example, on the climate change, Yep. If you cause grid downs and you create social unrest, what you can do is create a curfew in the name of keeping you safe from the looters yep. with a martial law where the yep. police have draconian powers. And whenever power's off, everyone stays at home. That could be yep. night, but it could also drag into parts of the morning or earlier in the evening. So it could be afternoon, uh, especially on gray days, et cetera. And they say, no, the looters out with a the siren goes, everyone does. So you end up with power off people locked down in their homes, but yep. there's no more COVID theme. You've been trained for it because you've been through the COVID experience and now you're facing, you're doing it. And then they say, well, it has benefited the climate that we aren't burning so much coal. Um, the, the, you know, there's been a benefit to this. It's Russia that did this to you. You know, energy, coal too expensive. We have to ration, but it's actually a climate lockdown, but not in name. So you end up stuck in your home, can't boil a kettle, um, you've got no businesses that have diesel generators while they proliferated here. The lights go off, you get a 30 second blip, the TV comes back on 30 minutes later and all the lights come back on. All the major businesses, generators, batteries, everything. How is Europe prepared for that? No one makes unnecessary backup plans until they have to. And that's why the places that have had slow training in the cycle and go into summer now and are in the south away from mega and the potential for mini nukes. I don't think we go full nuclear. I think, but there's potential for that could escalate and, and conventional warfare and all sorts of things. The Northern Hemisphere, all the best experts have said, in the event of war, be south. Yep. Simple. Uh, and and I'm saying in the in the event of the winter of discontent, and I've said this to Brits, and I you know I you know I'm uh, consider myself a citizen. My father was English. Um, I said it to Northern Europeans. I said to all Europeans, particularly because even in even in uh, the warmer parts of Europe, it's still not pleasant in Europe not to have your power. Um, never mind all those Tesla owners that I, I, quite, I will almost enjoy them not charging their cars. Um, but truly, you want a good old analog defender that's been refurbed, one of the last of the runs, the old school ones, the boxes, uh, which is totally analog that lots of people can fit. You want to stock up on all the parts that go wrong. You can't be tracked. No one in no um, Israeli from one of their secret services can switch your car off or to make a drive to the police station or anything like that. Um, you know, all these uh, you want to get analog. This is yep. the time of non-digitization for your protection. They are trying to digitize you in every way. Metaverse, digitize money, digitize everything. That's how they can, with AI and all sorts of forms, control absolute millions of people. And you have to comply, otherwise you get switched off. Carrot and stick, carrot and stick the whole way. And you can, it can all be done on a bot. They don't even need a human being to be threatening you or carrot to do this, this, or auto send SMS. 
whatever the case may be. And this is what you got to avoid. You've got to avoid their money system where your only option is their system. Because basically my opinion is we are going to witness, I, I regularly use this. This is the Iron Horse Railway. I don't know if you remember the Iron Horse Western. Maybe you're a bit too young. Uh, it used to be shown in South Africa uh, and it kind of during the period of Bonanza. So giving my age away, uh, but you'd have the two track trains, the old chuff chuff, um literally they want to kill that and put you on the magnetic monorail because the smoke out of your train is destroying the planet and the thing is people are inert i like my chuff chuff uh i've been sitting on it for ages I, i've got a comfy seat i'm looking out the window i'm watching the world go by i don't want to move off this system and i don't like your system because i've seen the cost and video that everybody shares i must have shared it about 10 times i remember the first time i saw it uh, you know, who ate all the pies telling you how, what a, what a wonderful thing is they can control what you buy, how much you buy in inflationary times they can take out in deflationary times. They can give you a little bit more money uh, and just split your tokens. This is complete uh, slave uh, slavery. It's the most absolute form of slavery. And how do they get you to sign up for that? No one volunteers for that. They destroy what you want. If you blow up the train and I'm standing in the desert yep. and you show up with a monorail, I'll be forced to get on because I'm, um, I'm sweating, I haven't had a drink in four days, I'm now in the reaction to a major problem, you have turned my inertia into a forced action. And now I will board that monorail, because I have no other options. But if you can get off that train, instead of getting off on the side of the monorail, you get off the side to a lush green farm, where you're growing a bunch of stuff, you're independent of everything, well, it takes a little bit longer before the man with a clipboard comes to your door. And in South Africa, armed farmers, I don't want to be the guy going around to the local boer and telling him um, he has to do X, Y, Z now on his uh, 25,000 uh, hectares. The guys will show him the door and say, we're carrying on as we've been carrying on. Um, and, you know, even a runya is based on that. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of farmers. So that takes a while in a place like Africa. In Europe, where everyone's compliant, all on grid, that's all digitized. They've got all the best systems. Oh, it's a terrible situation. I don't... The, what should be happening is semi-gration. People should be essentially semi-retiring like they're doing from Johannesburg to the lifestyle places to live here. They should be coming south. Everyone should be moving out of the north or out of Europe, uh, definitely, and out of places like Canada and the Trudeau. Um, I want to say the Southern Hemisphere is great, but Australia and New Zealand have been very disappointing in terms of this draconian element. That yep. doesn't mean I'm approving Cyril Ramaphosa's absolutely world economic forum to the T and all of that. Uh, but the African community, uh, indigenous African, if I can say black African, um, have, they, they, they've not bought into this COVID uh, vaccine story at all. No. They were supposed to build a plant here. They canceled the damn thing. I was taking it here. The local demand's not happening. So they go, oh, Malungu medicine, which basically means uh, this dodgy uh, westernized uh, medicine. Uh, so... They aren't having it. They've seen this play before. They've got, there's too much track record in, uh, in Africa. And I would hope India is the same. I don't know and I can't comment. But uh, so, so some things are much harder to push on because when, when the guys can't pay for petrol, uh, as much as people complain about petrol, yeah, it's significantly cheaper than, pet, than petrol in the UK uh, and Europe. In fact, everything is significantly cheaper. In, my, in terms of lifestyle, not in terms of competence of running government, in terms of lifestyle, the, the value you get down here, and I'm not doing a sales job on my home nation, by the way, I'm just saying dispassionately, rationally, 
the value you get here is significantly better. The people complain about petrol prices here, um, and the ta- and the taxes are much lower than Europe and uh, whatever they pay. And if they up them too fast, the the Black Taxi Association hits the streets and they bring the, the country to its knees. So there is the the, uh, the old apartheid riot spirit actually is in some senses useful um, yeah. in that you have a big swathe of people. If they're not happy with the cost of living, they'll target the politicians. They'll actively target the politicians. They're not going to go into the, specifically the other citizens that are white. They're leaving them alone. They're going for their politicians. So there's there's some, when you go into a country that also has a little bit of a gray and a black market for things, as a cockroach, and we are cockroach survivors now in the, these guys that are trying to exterminate us, there's much more cracks to slip into. You can get things done in a, in a gray market where things are incredibly organized, orchestrated, and systemized. Once the, once the head has been turned, the fish rots from the head, as they say, to this World Economic Forum agenda. You can't move. You can't do anything, and they've blocked you, and they've got the information. So this is where um, being able to, you know, to swivel a little bit uh, and choose a line and get away with some things is very, very useful. Big sales push also on the digital stuff. So that was one of the notes that I was writing down. And another theme in, inside of the community is the anti-metaverse um, that, you, that you've been talking about. Um, but essentially, it's funny how you see that they, I mean, it's, it's funny. I scroll through um, mainstream media like once a day just to check the headlines. And then you see a theme coming through. Um, and it was UBI big time a couple of weeks ago. Big push for UBI. Um, and then all of a sudden it goes digital currency and now um, central bank digital currencies. And now it's, oh, this is going to be so wonderful. And India's on board and China's on board and all these. And it, it's just, I just check the, <laughs> I just check the headlines and I go, oh, wow, they're really like pushing the sales pitch now um, just on the general public. So that means it couldn't be, it cannot be that far away. And I know Jim Rickards has been talking about the Biden executive order, which he signed in essentially in the next two years. This is essentially the timeline. There's even a timeline on this, which I don't think most people are are aware of. So for folks that um, are looking for solutions, you know, I love that catchphrase, the anti-metaverse. It's the time frame now where you need real stuff, <laughs> you know, you need real things that you can touch physical. and feel. You need real people. You need a real sense of community, not fake Facebook friends. <laughs> you, know, you actually need yeah, real that you've things, never met. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not collecting likes in a digital environment, not, 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 a, not a currency of any great value. Um, most certainly. Uh, and I, it's the time of physical things. And uh, that's why I coined the phrase the anti-metaverse because that is the digitize everything. By the way, that's coming back, metaverse, and they're all going to try to force us into it. So you're actually going to see a devaluation initially in it, kind of like dot-com boom. Yep. But long run, the Amazon and the Cisco's, and uh, they all come and they they part of the, the mega data. I mean, the same email that will send you the Jim Rye cards on the Biden executive order will also send you how Bezos wants to collect everything from you your dirt yes. and your data on everything, you know, from the cameras on the doorbell ringers, um, from your Alexa, from uh, absolutely everything, the micro dust of your data and everything will be monetized, used against you or given to others where they will get uh, financial extraction. You have never had or experienced so great a privacy intrusion as we are seeing now in the digitalized world. Anything that is digital, anything 
anything that is digital is ultimate surveillance, finance, surveillance, and uh, privacy. Uh, it's, it's taken the pants off privacy, bent it over, and it's banging it up the backside. Uh, it is an absolute raping um, in terms of you. Sovereignty of the individual has never been so severely challenged as it is being challenged right now by an oligarchical monopolist that's monopolist cartel that are actually in cohoots and cooperative, largely owned by any scale by BlackRock, Vanguard, and Blackstone, and a variety of others, and are as part of the central bank cartel and this agenda, which is transnational. People think too much in terms of country states. That's why they think, well, Europe banks go down great. Transnational is your answer. They take everything down. Nothing is good that you can say, well, I'm not part of that. It's okay. I'm all right, Jack. That's like them coming for your neighbor and saying, whew, thank God it wasn't my house. They knocked on the door. Um, you know, that's small minded garbage. Um, and, it, you know, there's a lot of people that play well, Europe crap, America great, or vice versa, or in any other nation states. There is nothing good that happens to your neighbor that is good for you. Let me just say that. I'm, solidarity is a communistic phrase, and it's how we set everybody to zero. There's uniformity, and you all get the same bowl of gruel dispensed by your central holder who sees you as peasant bird life. But I will say on this element, the concept of solidarity and what's bad happening in somewhere else is not good. Surveillance and biometrics in finance and uh, social scores in China, not good for you, not good for them. You should be upset about it. Uh, because you're watching things that have been advanced in other societies that are being pre-packed for being rammed down your throat when they think it's ready in time. Um, and if they create a big enough problem, you'll be shocked at how much will be rammed down this goose's throat. They're going to have the plunger in their hand, and they're going to be force-feeding you all sorts of uh, poison pills in terms of your surveillance finance uh, agenda. And the, the scope is digitization is loss of all sovereignty and weaponization against citizenry. I'll say that again because it's super important. All forms of digitization is the weaponization of states and dark states and cartel against citizenry. It is absolutely captured the third and final time. Stay out of the digital space as much as humanly possible during these times. It is being weaponized against you. Uh, get physical, get tangible. Be analog, wind up watch over digital watch, battery, solar, all of these things. Ask the question of anything you're doing. How much is this physical and anti-digital? That doesn't mean after the collapse, like a dot-com boom, because I feel they're going to bring a major recessionary, and we don't do normal recessions, as I say, a depressionary. So this is going to be a substantial contraction, economic contraction. These other things will go. I mean, I was mocking and laughing about Beyond Meat going down, down, down. But let me tell you, they plan to push that stuff. It's mm -hmm. going down for now. I wish it would go down into a death spiral. But this fake meat, these, this bird, uh, these locust burgers that I joke about, which is essentially insect protein, this is their goal. They're not suggesting it and saying, it's time to have the debate. They know they want it. Like you said, you go to the room, they've decided it's what you're getting, and now they're doing engineered outcomes. They have a phrase. They have a phrase, manufacturing consent, engineered predetermined outcomes, and they make it look like there's a debate. 
Only they're controlling social media. You say anything against it, so you've got 14 bots all calling you a racist, a transgender phobe, or killing the planet, or various other things. That looks like you're being drowned out. The first responder sets the tone. Everybody dovetails in, control the crowd, etc. Your message doesn't get shared to other people that are suspicious or undecided. You just get thrown into the shark pool of AI-dependent uh, counterfuge that will just overwhelm you. That if you spend time writing back to each one, you would you would not understand the biggest exercise in uh, futility that you've ever endeavored to do. Um, you've got to get physical. Don't get into Facebook wars or Twitter wars with anything. You're probably talking to an AI bot on any of these things. You need to speak to people in person. You need to have them as your neighbors. You need them to understand what you're doing and you want to be part of a parcel and you want government and utility-based services because utilities I view as almost parastatal. The fact that government in Britain will intervene and say they will cap prices. This is to be seen to be doing something positive, which is actually super destructive super destructive yep and absolutely it's communism because it's spoiling price discovery if the price needs to go up 10x it's because it needs to go up it's undersupplied and you haven't got enough of it yep that's the simple answer you cocked up by creating that situation a by devaluing the currency by doing super stimulus b by starting a war uh, with russia and bifurcating the supply chain with one of the biggest energy providers c by being uh, pretending this is incompetence when it's quite clearly orchestrated Etc. 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 So don't look to them for the solution. They will do headline grabbing. We will not allow the rates to go above. What that means is government at all prices above that is picking up the tab. Well, they don't have the money. You give them the money by paying tax, and they have the ability to raise debt. So they will tax you more in this environment. And if they say that's unpalatable, they will print more, which will devalue your currency, which means its buying power goes down. That means everything else you buy that does not have a price control of it will have to carry the cost of the capped energy. So your food will go disproportionately up, your purchasing of vehicles, your purchasing of property, all of these things. And that will stay artificially down. You can't artificially suppress something without some that same force and energy going up somewhere else. And I, I always mention this uh, when I discuss Demartini. Um, you know, it's in family dynamics in every single thing. You create an artificial suppression of that something, it manifests and it pops up somewhere else. Yep. Um, you know, it's just like water. It has to find the natural level. You can't push your hand down and hold it down there. It fills the gap behind your hand. It just, you can't fight physics. And that is a physical thing. It's not even economics. It's physics that if it needs to be priced higher, what ends up happening if they do price controls is that it's no longer that effective. It's no longer that profitable. You get a reduced supply. And then you get black market supply. It leaks out where it does find price discovery. And the more this is capped, the higher the price to make up for the fact that they have to supply a minimum amount at a fixed price, which they're actually making a loss on, recoup losses, and you get a 10x on the black market somehow. Now, how an energy utility will do that, I don't know. But that's where government uh, sits in. Um, but if you ever, if you did it on just a particular individual product that's required, like generators or something like that, um, what ends up happening is you don't get supply. If, if, if they say, look, everybody needs generators and the most you can charge for a generator is $500, all the really best generators are not going to sell in any volume at $500. But on the black market, you'll buy one for 20 grand uh, from an Israeli somewhere who has this contract and done a wholesale purchase knowing that this was happening. Um, so that's, how, that's what happens in um, markets. Uh, and it's a communistic act to institute a price control 
And a price control leads to a supply shortage if it is controlled because it's not a natural market anymore. And yep. that shortage then manifests in a black market arising. And then they'll say, oh, we're going to put these profiteering black marketeers out of business. Meanwhile, it's their own mates who have wholesale circuited. They all have ties and they're skimming themselves. Another rip the citizen off. And the real inflation, they'll say, but we'll count, they'll count the supply number that they have as their inflation number, not the actual price that everyone's having to purchase in the black market for the item that's being price controlled. It is communism. So Soviet Union was price control, and you queued up a hundred long, and the first three people got the loaf of bread at the price controlled amount so that they could say it was control. And then you went to the back streets and you bought it for 20x if you didn't fancy waiting in the queue. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. One of the wealth strategy secrets of the ultra wealthy is that they make more income and grow their net worth every year and legally pay less in taxes. They also grow their capital when markets go up, down, and sideways. They grow their capital in economies that grow and boom and in economies that are in recessions and even depressions. If you are a high-income earner and trying to figure out how to legally reduce your taxes while receiving cash flow and growing your capital, Pantheon Investments have a great opportunity right now. By leveraging Pantheon Investments' holistic wealth strategy and its exclusive relationships, you can access an opportunity right now in oil and gas. This opportunity will help W-2 earners to legally reduce taxes, generate cash flow, and grow their capital. This exclusive opportunity will also position you to be on the right side of rising oil and gas prices. This is a limited offering available to accredited investors only. To learn more, go to CashflowNinja.com forward slash Pantheon. That's CashflowNinja.com forward slash P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N. For folks listening, and before, we haven't even touched on the interest rates too, because that's going to, that's, I mean, there's just in the stew that, that's being cooked here. I, <laughs> I mean, think of any ingredient, it's in the stew. Um, but physical stuff, the anti-metaverse, and, and obviously, um positioning yourself in physical stuff and and the window is closing and it might be closed already too i've seen you know uh robert kiyosaki which that poor dad uh, shared that you know some of the brokers that he's talking to uh, can't even buy gold and silver right now um so they're struggling they're struggling to get supply i'm not sure you know if any of our uh listeners and viewers have had any of those issues let me know but it seems to me that that window is closing because I know, uh, Francis, we had a discussion too. I think the last time already, they started limiting the purchases of some of the folks in that space. Um, and now it might be, I mean, the window might've already been closed or it's very, I mean, you're going to have to sneak in through that, uh, that crack door. Um, just some more comments on that before we get into the interest rates. And then we'll just talk a little bit about, um, you know, the uh, three, the three circles, the, the reset, the market, and the crypto, just bringing it all together for folks um, and, and what you do. Yeah. So on the PM side, because you address precious metals, which is yes. one of the physical things worth holding as uh, us and many other people that for our times, I'm not a permo gold mug. I'm a gold bug now 
to suit the times. There goes the power and there was the power back on. Uh, that's that's called generator and backup systems. And what have we crossed 15 minutes past the 8 p.m.? Um, so back onto your question, the precious metals, what actually on that that I've heard. So for example, if you try to purchase an American provider of gold, from an external environment where the metals was being exported out America from the end of September. And here's this goddamn month again, much like the Pope, much like the Shemitah and all of this stuff. They will not allow it banks. So from September, you can't be international, make an international payment for an American provider to provide you with precious metals, gold or silver. Those banks, it's, I'm not saying it's every bank. I've had this personal experience. The banks that were involved, two of them, one immediately didn't allow it, and one said from September we will no longer allow it for the metals to leave the domain. So this tells you two things. Banks now care what you buy. Yep. If that was a catalog of porn videos, they wouldn't give a damn. Right. Or, or, or something else, disreputable, for example. But they care on gold. Who's telling them that? Why does a bank CEO care that his country is exporting a product to me? I don't understand that. So that's telling me that nation state, they're under advice to do that, in my opinion, and that nation state based metals are being viewed as balance sheets for that state, even though it's owned by you. So what comes in the future that that trap gold in that country, supposedly in your mind owned by you, is considered balance sheet by that country. You're telling me there's no scope for confiscation? You're telling me there is no degree of pressure that they might not put people under if they have paperwork? You're telling me bullion providers can't be coerced by IRS and dark state entities to provide all invoices of locally owned gold inside the nation state and that those people can't get a visit. I saw a video of cops going to houses asking to say uh, various people that had uh, weapons and wanting to see if they've complied with certain laws and different people responding say have you got a have you got a have you got a warrant? No then I don't need to talk to you. Thanks for popping by but you can't go in. Uh, we got this. I'm talking about voluntary visits that are not being discussed. There's been no media announcement that cops are going around. I can't remember the exact detail. I think there was a law that changed, you know, with the automatic firing of weapons. Yeah. Can you confirm that this? We'd like to check your weapons. You say, what you doing here? They know you have that weapon. They've been provided the data. Now they're coming to show that they have an interest in that item. They have an interest in that item because of martial law, and they want to know that there's not someone who's going to be able to be able to black 50 rounds a minute at uh, them when they choose to clamp down on you. Um, and they want to exercise control on something that you own. Why is it their process? This guy's not a criminal. He's never shot at anyone before. He's showing a responsible owner of a weapon. Why suddenly do you have that interest on it? Well, we want to see that. Well, if that's why you're here, you don't have a warrant. I'm afraid I don't need to speak to you. Thanks for popping in today. Please bugger off. I saw a couple of those videos. So what I'm talking about, obviously, a firearm, you know, and I digress slightly from the precious metals. But the yeah. concept, I'm referring to the concept of intrusion. The concept of intrusion is now they want you 
in their governed hands, nation state, to be holding their gold. They can't, if Francis Hudson sits in Guinea-Bissau holding American gold, what are you going to do? That's not your balance sheet. I might have a problem with the Guinea-Bissau government if you suddenly heard that I've got some gold uh, or whatever the case may be. But that, that's no use to the Americans. They can't pledge that. They can't confiscate it. They'd have mm-hmm. to send a SWAT team, um, you know, and they'd have to rob me. And they have no jurisdiction there. And they're wada, wada, wada. Uh, it would be a much bigger story. So, yeah. and, and this is also happening in Europe. And I don't know if you're aware, but you can't cross borders with more than $10,000 of PMs. And by most restrictions, it might be pounds in Britain, might be euros in Euroland, and they all have amounts, and they've been dropping that amount. They've actually been dropping that amount. Germany has done a similar thing. They don't ask you if you're leaving, crossing the border in Germany with precious, uh, with shotguns or anything like that. They ask you, you know, it seems you might have a bit more precious metals. You can't leave, and then they can confiscate it. It can be quite aggressive. You've broken a law. Now you have to show what you're doing. You have to get a lawyer and fight to get your own stuff back. And why didn't you comply with the law? There might be fines. It might be entitled to hold it. You, all sorts of things apply. So what's happening in precious metals is there is a slow ice nining effect, if you're familiar with Jim Rickards, I'll use his phrase, of where the precious metals is and a disallowance of it to go on travel outside the nation state. So financial lockdowns. And China had already done that. They instructed their own citizens to buy precious metals. But why are they interested in their citizens being there? Because they'll treat their citizens' holdings as uh, nation state assets, and they'll come after you if they know you bought it. And they can say, We can hold that for you. Just put it in the vault. We trust, promise us, we promise you it'll always be there. You can come and stroke it once every month uh, until we cancel that ruling. and there you have it. So uh, precious metals is the game. And don't think they're going to, they know that as well. Don't think they're going to make it easy for you. So when they went from 20 to 35, everyone complied voluntarily because there was patriotism. There's zero patriotism. They've never been so exposed for being conniving cartel of mafia thieves that intend through force to impoverish you and to hold all the wealth. So they don't have to pretend anymore. They have all the guns. They have all the police forces. People are going to follow orders so that they can keep getting their shares and they're going to suppress other citizens. That's our great problem. They will comply with government edict no matter how mad it is. And COVID proved that to you. Doctors and nurses who knew better, who saw people dropping straight after the damn thing, continued to administer and are now administering to children with no risk, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, athletes. It's a scandal. It's an absolute truth and reconciliation court case of global scale of planned, 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 planned injury and death to fellow citizenries. Large parts of this medical community need ousting and humiliating. We need the Vichy event in France. We need gallows. You know what I mean? This is how serious uh, this is. It ain't going to happen. Because the people that told them to it are happy with the compliant people and unhappy with people like you and I. But the the, the compliant ones who took it all, some of them never made it. We need more non-compliance. Enemy is government. Enemy is digitization. Your friend is local community farmers and turning the heads of your local police force and independence and self-reliance of water, power, energy, security, community, food. Yep. Uh, There's a huge difference between freedom and sovereignty. A lot of people have found out. 
because you can have financial freedom, but you're dependent on all these systems. And then truly, are you truly then a, you know, you're not sovereign, you might be financially free, but then all of a sudden the systems get cut off and then you're no longer free and you're not sovereign. So you have to um, put in some I mean, you imagine steps. being an investment banker, very senior, and you're yep. at the back end of your career and you've been an awesome, awesome trader for them or a bond desk or whatever the case may be. And you're worth 30 or 40 million in gold. Uh, I mean, in uh, dollars or pounds, wherever you work. And you're a big deal. Uh, and you work in a bank and you get a base salary of a million dollars and your bonuses can be four or five in good years during the big bubble bash. And you live in a fancy house, but you're still in the burbs with other bankers. Well, if they if, if it's digital money, they can impoverish you overnight. If the banks go away, you don't have a job anymore. If they go direct to retail from a central bank, direct a digital token on a wallet and they run everything on AI and text messages, your bank ceases to exist, especially if you're in retail. I mean, you wouldn't have that kind of money if you're retail banking. But if that's get great to sign on, you get laid off. You get your bank hollowed out with a bank hack. Uh, you get given some putty um, uh, tokens. Pensions are all declared bankrupt. You get some UBI for that in exchange. Your quality of life could change overnight. And who's going to buy your Porsche Cayenne? It's happened to all your buddies in the same neighborhood. They, they want to sell the Aston Martin and you're trying to sell your Porsche Cayenne. Good luck. Who's buying all of this stuff? Oh, they say it's old tech, even though it's brand 18 months ago. Everyone should be in battery cars. Uh, you could be destroyed, financially destroyed, and you could have been really wealthy for an extended period. And there is no pension. Forget pensions. It's going to convert to UBI. How do you not see that already? They are bust. They're stuffed with bonds. Yep. Bond rates are going through the roof. We've continued to say dollar dominance, and the driver is rates. The driver, every time I want to say, you know, when the dollar weakens for a bit, our first thing I go look at is that US tenure. I posted a tweet which showed the 30-year minus the two-year, the yield curve inversion. It's at minus 0.5. It's one of the lowest times ever. Here's the, here's the diagram. What are we looking at? Too many people, that they won't understand this chart. So I need a, a small minute of explanation. This is 30-year long-term debt. The yield that's being paid on that which normally the yield curve goes up. What does the yield curve mean? The longer you're holding a debt, the higher interest rates you should be paid because inflation compounded eats away your growth. On a short time frame, you don't lose a lot of money. In six months, you don't lose a lot of money in a normal inflation environment. I wouldn't say now, but in a normal environment, five years ago. You know, if, if I'm lending you money uh, for six weeks, um, I'm not going to charge you an inflation index. I'll just say, yeah, just pay me back plus four or 5%. Um, I'm not going to say, Ooh, I need inflation index that, you know, over the six weeks, Ooh, you know, no. but in the current environment, it might be more material, longer time, it definitely material. If you're borrowing it for 30 years and I'm seeing the cycle in, I need that inflation index. So generally you should be paid more on a 30 year debt than you are on a two year debt. So when you take the 30 year yield and you subtract the two year yield on it, a shorter term period, the effects of compounding and inflation on two years is substantially less than 30. So the 30 number is normally bigger. That's why most of the time, after that fairly technical discussion, you are always positive when you subscribe, subtract the yields between a 30-year, you see the zeros, that blue line, and yep. two-year. So that pays you more for the, the fact that you have to wait 30 years before you get your money back. You can, of course, sell the asset. You don't have to wait 30 years. Someone else can take it over. But that contract expires 30 years from when it's issued. Um, 
What we have is when that goes negative, it means the short-term rates are higher than the long-term. It is virtually a 100% indicator of chronic recession, big economic stories. So the story that I'm saying here and all this high drama that we kicked off with and we sense something big is going down and what could it be and all of this, it sounds like doomsday prophecy and uh, somebody who gets off on misery porn, um, et cetera, et cetera. This is not just sucked out of our thumb. Here was your savings and loans crisis. We had a 1987 stock crash. The response of Greenspan to that created, uh, he dropped rates. Uh, he took over from um, uh, Volcker in 87. You then went into a savings and loans crisis, which was a huge crisis in America. Many people don't know that. It feels, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Savings and loans. It literally led to uh, Fannie, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae and all of this being government-backed debt pools, the original creation of it, that came back into interest at the GFC. Yep. In between that, you had the dot-com crisis that we're looking at here, and that was an inversion. All these things preceded. So it is a leading indicator. This is why it's interesting. I'm, As you know, I'm absolutely poor scorn on lagging indicators like moving averages on technical analysis. You need advanced warning that things are going wrong in uh, in technical analysis. The more, the better. Um, it's still a probability-based game, but this is an unbelievable indicator. So the problems of 91 started to show up in 89. The problems of the dot-com boom, you were breaking towards zero, 99. The GFC crisis, you actually got an inversion around about 2006 here. Remember, Lehman's was 08. Yep. So it was a proper early warning. By the time this is heading back up, that's when the crisis is getting severe. 2007, here, you're heading back up, and then Lehman's, then everybody wants debt for safety, and you get a major pump, and the 30-year goes up a lot. It's the best asset class. The stock market's crashing. That's why people do 60-40 bond equity portfolios, because the bond market was going giving you a higher yield uh, in the 30 years. Uh, and during the period that equities were crashing. So there's a, a, some degree of the, the, the bonds protect you when the equities were down. No more. We're having a debt collapse and we're having a, a liquidity reduction. Stock market can go down with bonds. And the 60-40 brigade have never seen this. They think they have the perfect formula. So what you actually get is double contraction. You've had the, one of the worst years in debt markets. And can I highlight this? Not to blow our own trumpets. We were the first to call the top in debts. As you, and I'll show you that chart again. We said first inverted in a new trend very shortly after the COVID of March. We said in and around August of that same year. And everyone was talking about Japanization of the world, deflation and everything. We said inflation loss of value of the debt market, a major spill. Then we called a head and shoulders in August and said, we think it comes down to this neckline and bounces. All of that has happened. That head and shoulders is triggered and it's well on the way to a target. Guys said in the comment section, it's never going to happen. And now you're seeing that inflation. And that was COVID. That was the amount, the trillions that they created, superseded. QE1, 2, 3, and 4, uh, twist everything else they did. And it was in such a short time frame. And then you'll have guys like Hunter that says, we never had a blow-off in the equity markets. He's still waiting for a blow-off. And I give you, like, I use ARK as a high beta um, equity, but many of the others ramped like that, going from 30 to 160. And I'm saying, and you round-tripped, you haven't seen the blown-off yet? 
uh, you're already on the downhill side and you're tumbling into a ravine. Um, you're sitting there waiting for Christmas to come and lots of drinky poos. You're going to get kicked in the backside and thrown into flipping uh, social score jail. Uh, you're, you're, the drinks are long gone, mate. You missed the canates, the champagne and everything. It's already popped. The party's over. You, you're sweeping up the puke. Uh, that's how bad it is. Um, anyway, uh, that's, that's the whole thing. So what is happening here? The momentum that we are seeing that has come out of this, this the rate of spill, this was taken yesterday. It has surpassed the negative level of the GFC. It is going to potentially meet and surpass. We don't know for sure that that will happen. It's on balance of probabilities. But at this rate of downward hill, that of the dot-com, which was very short and sharp, this is a much bigger, wider uh, concern. Uh, I think you're going to look at yield curve inversion like you've never seen before. And the trouble hits on the rebound of the conversion. This is the setup. It's a leading indicator. 2008 and Lehman's were here. After you've dipped below, on the way back up, you can see this is still the beginning of 2007. Lehman's is in here. Already on the rebound after you've done it. That's the value of a leading indicator. That's what I look for in technical analysis. And that's what the value of the yield curve inversion is. And the harder you dip, the harder you snap back. Go check yep. oil. Who was the people that came out publicly in 2019 and said, you're facing a much higher probability of an uh, individual single digit oil price in the cash markets? And actually said, go simultaneously long, you can be commodity uh, neutral. We did it off stages. You know it, I know it. it how many people called that before? T six months before, nine months before and reiterated on stage in the dollar vigilante on February, macro. What happened to that after you dipped to zero? All excess uh, out, uh, offshore oil came in. You have a massive dearth of supply. Fracking ended in America, which made them independent for a partial period under Trump. Whiplash. America's back and needs a million barrels a day again from Saudi. Whoop. Uh, Europe is totally reliant. Oh, let's pick a fight with Russia. Uh, after 2014, when Newland said we flipped the, the officially uh, uh, democratically elected head uh, and we're putting pressure on him to turn towards us. And he was talking to Putin. We just flipped him with a bit of uh, riots uh, and shoot on the riot police and shoot on the rioters story. And it only cost us five billion to rent a crowd and then shoot on some of them. What a deal. What a, what a bunch of people. Uh, and now we turn Russia's invaded Ukraine. Russia, the heart of Ukraine was Russia. Katerina the Great was in uh, what set up Dnipro Petrovsk was at, at one point uh, for her soldiers of Russia to get married and 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 put family in the countryside down there. <laughs> that, don't tell me it's not Russia. Um, you want to create subdivided tribes? It's the same way Panama was Colombia. Uh, yes, you can turn one family against another and create a new state if you want. Um, but anyway, enough on that geopolitical comment. This is a real issue. This momentum, you know how we look at momentum in technical. The momentum is accelerating below the zero line. You look at every other inversion, it starts to slow and just makes it through the inversion line. You could argue .com at a gap, but by the time it had finished, it was a whiplash back up and that was your deepest. And that was the beginning actually of a depression we should have taken, but didn't. In most of the world, uh, the Western world, and then yep. the, the savings and loans crisis, we're back into the 80s. You're talking Greenspan era. 
These are your big signals and you are here now. So just think what they're going to engineer. This is a great depression. And the, the, the reason why they're over hiking the rates is to weaponize the dollar. The truth is the inflation serves their purpose. A key point on the inflation, inflation, everybody knows that it's an impoverishment tool of the middle class and the working class. They don't finish that statement. It is a wealth maximization tool for the billionaire class that have borrowed cheap and bought real assets, which can include shares and equities, which will crash and then pump once they go back to proliferation. Because the debt gets devalued. We are, have negative real rates at this moment. What are you being charged? These people borrowed 3 and 4% in an environment of a quoted BLS 9.5, 9 9.1 inflation, actually 18%. Your debt is devaluing at record rates, and the assets you bought with that debt is increasing at rapid rates. You pick up the difference between those in four or five years, compounded. You borrow billions at next to nothing, half of it will probably probably get canceled <laughs> because you're part of the cartel. The other half will be so easy to pay off in a hyperinflationary environment. Ask anyone who's been in Zimbabwe, the Soviet Union or anything, debt becomes meaningless and cheap uh, when you have uh, very high inflation rates. And the land and the, the income producing assets, the equities, the farms, the things that everybody needs, they go up, 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 up in value. And the billionaires, absolutely tip the casino table and all the chips run to them and the trillionaire class don't let's forget about them and they are all co-opted in this cartel they will all do woke uh nike type policies uh apple type policies about transgenderism and everything else and blm and the whole shooting match otherwise they get thrown out and a new ceo gets put in uh and who's the biggest shareholders ah oh, blackrock vanguard and the usual people so the billionaire class is the trillionaire class the billionaire class is the puppet for the trillionaire class, which yeah. is the vehicles of Vanguard and BlackRock and Blackstone. That is your system. And you are the peasant class. And I'm talking about me, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about everybody else. We are the rats in the barn that are trying to burn down. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors, Producers Wealth. If you're interested to set up your infinite banking policy correctly, and have access to a coach that will help you use your infinite banking strategy to grow your business and your investment portfolio, and having your capital work in more than one place simultaneously, and protect your capital from market downturns, taxes, predators, and creditors, you can watch a presentation of exactly how you can do this at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Com. So let's talk a little bit about um, the three uh, kind of circles that you're looking at. We talked, obviously, reset, which it's just incredible that years ago you you came up with this. It's funny how they borrowed that phrase uh, that, you, that you mentioned. You go back to Francis's videos on YouTube of like four or five years ago, and he's been talking about a reset that was coming. And then obviously through the lens and the, the other circle is market. Mar uh, and then crypto is the other one, which if you bring these three together, you get a pretty good idea of what's going on um, and how to, how to position yourself. So I'll just share this too, of being part of the community. Um, yeah, there we go. The market sniper at the market sniper.com. And, you know, Francis is the reset sniper. He's got a fantastic 
uh, channel on on Odyssey, which it's under the Market Sniper, but the Reset videos is on there. The Market Sniper and the Crypto Sniper, if you want to follow them on on Twitter. Um, one of the things that's been amazing is it's it, to see is that yeah, yeah, we've painted a pretty gloomy picture and doomy, but there's so much opportunities uh, to capitalize on and build wealth during these times because fortunes are made right now. And, and right. since 2020, I mean, it's just been fortunes have been made where, of course, the folks that don't know what's going on, that don't have these three circles, these, these three lenses or scopes of reset market and crypto, They've been kind of left in the dust. They they don't quite understand what is happening. You can have the crypto, um, let's just say, lens, but then you don't have the market, um, which is the strong dollar dominance, right? Then messes up your crypto and you don't understand that. And then you don't, when you bring it all together, this digitalization and metaverse, anti-metaverse, if you don't have the reset kind of lens, you don't bring that all together. So um, being part of the community too, what I appreciate is, you know, even our folks share ideas. It's like, what's the macro? Okay, that's great. Within the macro, there's a trend, and it could be opposite of the macro. And then there's patterns that have been formed for, for a setup. So um, it's made me a, a, a better investor overall, you know, coming from hard assets, real estate, you know, um, having a, an insurance background and so forth, makes you a very, a very much a better overall investor um, a more realistic investor, even if you're not a technical trader to understand all of these things. So I just wanted to share that. Any comments, um, uh, Francis, too, for folks about this opportunity uh, uh, during these times? Because as you've shared for years now, look, it's doomy, it's gloomy, but there's going to be a plethora of opportunities to capitalize on for folks that position themselves and that are in community of like-minded individuals trying to build the same thing. So thank you very much for the kind words. And you're an awesome member to have. And you're an absolute uh, model, role model for our, our best and favorites. And thank you for being an awesome member and, and paying, paying me a compliment. I appreciate it. We're grateful. We take uh, trying to give the best possible service uh, and having the best mindset for both trading and then for the macroeconomic situation. When I was showing that logo, just so that people could visualize what you're doing, I conception, I wanted to write a book. And my problem was I couldn't because there were three books that needed to be birthed. It's kind of like a mother that wants to give birth to a baby uh, and then realizes she's got triplets. Only I didn't have a big enough uh, exit there to handle that. So I couldn't. I kept the one and the one kept overlapping on the other. You know, there's been periods during 2017, 16, 17, during crypto. I was talking more out of the crypto hat. That was the game to be in. I never... I, I always said, beware, this could be captured. But when it was right to be in and to be bullish and optimistic, I was bullish and optimistic. Um, when it's no longer right to, uh, the right time to be bullish, we've been bearish crypto for an extended period now. But that doesn't mean I'm necessarily perma bear. But we always suspected its role as an on-ramp for CBDCs, which have only now become a phrase. When I started in 17, no one had heard of the, the concept of CBDCs. Now everyone talks about it. I remember a video I did very, very early in 17 about this is, could have been captured in Inception, calling into question the whole fairy tale of this benevolent Satoshi Nakamoto. But it was worthwhile being in and wealth building with it. You just aren't marrying for life. Marry your girlfriend, make her your wife for life. Don't marry asset classes. There's a time and a place for everything and a period and a cycle. 
And we're in a bit of a bearish period now for crypto. So there's a period I was just talking about it. Before that, it was HBF method and traditional markets before crypto existed. And this was forex trading, gold trading, oil trading with a true technical method that is still unique only to us. You can't get it anywhere else. And if you think you've learned it all by YouTube, you're fooling yourself. You need the implementation, you need the full theory, and we've created this entire environment with the courses and all the content and then implementing it, talking it through the phraseology, the language, understanding why the USD JPY small time one failed and why the why, what was the warning signs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was where I started, HVF method. But then post 9-11, 2009, after being in the property business, et cetera, and you're seeing it just as a leverage long in a low interest rate environment, not because I wanted to build houses all the time I was a child, viewing it as an asset category for the times. So you have to have right macro and a method then to exploit that right macro. So sizing and expansive rewards on volatility compressions that give you great. This is all the IP we bring together. That's the market sniper. That's the, you know, the circle with the little Fibonacci uh, snail in it, which many people will associate with the perfect symmetry and understanding technical analysis. But actually recently, I've kept talking out of the reset hat because the day is now coming. I feel like an Oracle or John the Baptist for the coming of an event because the power down button which we always associated with receipt before the, the World Economic Forum, thank you for highlighting like that, went and said, it's time for a great reset and actually took our phrase. Because you know, when your computer goes cow and you don't know what's going on in your IT, you just switch off and you start again. It's a full on reset. That systemically is what we are facing, a reboot, a switch off of the power down button, everything gets lost and the orchestrators of the game reset and start again. And where you'd made stuff, you don't get to bridge it over. And I talk about the golden arch from the iron horse train to the monorail train and how physical is it and things like physical metals, uh, silver and gold. Um, so that's very important. But reset is the key element now. Structures. Don't be an individual. We are looking after that. And you know what? We want people that are with us because you need ongoing service for that. We need community members. You know, we started to do, okay, we'll take other people and have a call and you can pay and get some of the insights, you know, instead of being a full community member. Actually, once you set up a foundation, much like Blair and Clinton, use their weapons to protect you because they're there for a reason. And there's reasons foundations exist. What's it's a difference to a trust, how it goes. Have things that will never see an inheritance tax. Have it in a jurisdiction that your current country where you are a resident doesn't have uh, access to. Have your heirs and all your things declared. Have physical things that are not held in bank-based vaults with specialists. As you know, we've got the guys, four of them are actually SA guys. They're engineers. They're awesome. Uh, in fact, yep. I'm due a call with one of them. Uh, they get the purchases in. They do all the clearances for you for a charge. You can vault. You can collect any time. And it's not got any politicians or politically exposed people. And it's a full private vault. And it's in a protectorate in a nation state inside it in a trade-free zone. All of these things are very important structures. How would you as an individual sort all that out and yeah. find that out? How do, you, how do you start? We had to do this and we had to go learn it the hard way. And we, we, had, we got a lot of duds 
There were even odd, slightly wide boys that we didn't make out. We spent money. I spent uh, $7,000 for a report with one guy and it was worthless. Uh, and he had somebody else's name on it. And he's a well-known character figure in that space. We ended up getting it all fixed and sorted that out. You're talking about 10 years of preparation. And I don't even specialize in it because I'm the HVF method. I'm the charts. I'm the macroeconomic guy. We've got my partner in crime uh, right here who absolutely loves that work, is awesome in it. And she wants to serve for free and give the value to already community members. And so rather than say, okay, pay $500, have a one-hour consult, the other guy charged us seven grand, and that was six years ago, and it was unusable for us. Um, you, can, you can just be in the community because we want to help. We want These are our future neighbors because they understand the game potentially not everyone can become your neighbor i understand that but these are people that have gotten where we've gone they've taken action they're ready they have some means you have to have self-actualized a little bit if you've got five grand in your bank account i'm sorry it's not yet there go do something of high value yet to, uh, to to get there a little bit further so you know we are premium quality people of your quality and standing you know who've already built real estate empires who'd executed who get great guests on your show Guys should be going to Cashflow Ninja and seeing the awesome content you've got. And you've done some phenomenal work. You know, if I can pay credit back to you. And mentality-wise, you're positive, you take action. When it was bad for you in SA, you moved to America, you've assimilated, you become successful, you run a, a known show. These are, the, these are the quality of people we have. We have uh, tech en engineers, uh, high-quality people who have already self-actualized for a while. You know, we throw an event in Panama, and we, you know, we, we, we fill a room with people that even during the tail end of COVID, come in and show up. We go to UK at a pub for free, and we have uh, include some free YouTubes. We have 60, 70 guys filling the pub, spilling outside just to do a live stream and to say hi and shake hands. These are all people who understand what we're saying. So they're out there. We have to keep reaching people. You said a beautiful thing, because I've done the doomsday misery setup. The truth is real leaders need real times to show their leadership. And unfortunately, that's always challenge. And the growth in everything you do is to be challenged. An easy life is a sad life. Unfortunately, we are figments of our time, and fortunately, we are figments of our time. And the time is end of cycle, reset time. That power button is the button I'm talking out of. It's the hat I'm wearing most and talking out of, but we're also trading using the market sniper principles, the USD Korean one. Now, I don't know if you took that trade, but a lot of the guys are in that. They're not unhappy at all with how that's going. I don't know if you took the Euro Swiss franc. A lot of guys are in that from the beginning at 108, traded 96 today. People will go, oh, but it spiked up after the SMB. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a couple of points and it's going to continue down in time. The euro is in deep trouble. Everything we've done and we've got specific trades that aren't being given on YouTube. But even if you look at the YouTube uh, uh, calls, because we've got the right templates and understanding, we keep getting positive enforcement for our views. People don't understand how critical this is. We've never lived in times where they do an entire world transnational economic financial fiat based system reset. It will be economic history if the history is allowed to be written by independent-minded people. Otherwise, I don't know what wobble story they'll churn out for why this is. They'll say the climate was about to kill everybody, and as a result, responsible people in governments enforced everybody be locked up in martial law to save the planet. I don't know, but I can certainly say if there was real reporting, you will see a global, synchronized leper colony of hyper-indebtedness designed to only end in failure that still required people to slit the throat of this uh, system 
to properly kill it so that they can enforce in the, the natural inertia of people to jump onto the new train that they set the terms of everyone forced to sign after a problem, reaction, solution, Hegelian dialectic. And if you, if you want to survive this process and you want to bridge whatever wealth you have, you need to have some wealth because you're going to have to expend to get quality professionals to serve you. But the reset sniper is, is the sign of these times. And people should be coming on board for Reset Sniper alone, in truth. And they should be doing the, the entities. They should be getting the precious metals. They could not believe in trading, not give a rat's ass about that, not believe in crypto, not give a rat's uh, backside about that either, or anything else like that. They should be there on Reset alone. Uh, as I say, the evening is creeping in, but there's still time. There's always more time than you think. You thought, oh, I could have gone, oh, I could have gone, no, I didn't do it. Oh, look how much more time I could have done that. Uh, and people are, understand the urgency, and a lot of people are paralyzed. There's vacancies, there's availability. Get busy on your reset setup, um, and there's some things you have to do at home, and then get connected community-wise. Um, and as I say, we've got people in all parts of the world that we can visit that have homes, that are in country areas, that have amazing views, that are buying for much cheaper than you think and having high quality of uh, life and freedom, uh, and are probably better reset setup than your average urban guy who's an accountant or even a surgeon um, without having to have the same income because it's the action you take in extraordinary times that will determine who you are as a person. Everybody's an okay guy on an okay day. Who can not fall in a heap and weep when the shit really gets real? It's in the 5%, the 5% of the extremities of the normal curve, extreme uh, winds and extreme pressure that you see the character of the man. Will the real men stand up? Uh, and women, I mean by that, it's not a gender statement. Will the real people of that stand up? Recognize the times and say, I have to think out of anything. I have any history of reference. Such is the scale of this and the orchestration and their intent. If you are bringing in a technocratic Bolshevik communism, you need to flatten the system almost globally so that you turn all the, the middle class into the peasants so that you can control them. And the yep. only way to resist that is to take action now. And you can, and wealth is a relative thing. Take the right action now. And I tell you, it will pay in spades and spades and spades. And even if things get tough and you miss a few things, the preparation you have taken will hold you in a, in a better stead. And that's what we're all about organized to do. Recognizing the times, taking action for the times that are extra normal and being prepared to recognize and call them when other people think you're insane. And I've made calls that have been insane and I've not stopped making calls. And sometimes they're wrong and sometimes they're right. But you'll be shocked how often we've been accurate in the last four or five years. And this is escalating into a crescendo. And we started with, boy, is there something brewing? It could be a big damn squid. Okay, we're wrong. I still don't think it'll go away for long if it doesn't happen now. Or a small domino does drop and we don't notice it's knocking, knocking over a line of small dominoes until it starts to get bigger and a banner domino drops like Lehman. Actually, the crisis began long before Lehman yep. and the yield curve inverted in 2006. And I'm telling you, you're already past that 2006. You passed 2006. You're actually in 2007. You could be at the critical point. You could be a day before Lehman. And as I said in the 9-11, three groups of seven, uh, Smita cycle, seventh day did rest, three is an important number. You are gonna witness a controlled demonition, the finishing off, the slitting of the throat of the donkey we've been riding that has been ever loaded with debt and is huffing and puffing, but still surviving and being stoic. They're gonna kill it. 
so that you have to get off it and onto their new horse. You are what, what you do when it matters. So it's time right. now that it absolutely matters. So there are things that you can do. You know, Francis just shared, for example, um, having proper a proper setup with estates, with asset protections and so forth. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll end on this on this kind of hilarious kind of uh, scenario where it was reported in the news that the queen, there's a legal loophole or there was a legal, I, I forgot the, the term that they used, but it's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's comical. Um, but essentially there was this legal clause, maybe that was the word in there that she doesn't pay inheritance tax on her estate, right? For 40, like 40%, like everyone else. So um, instead of getting angry at that, get yourself properly set up so that you also are structured properly legally and you also have a legal clause to keep more of what you make and also transfer more assets uh, to, uh, to your estate and to, to your family. So Pain taxation is part of the compliance and feeding that beast. And you will note they don't do it. I think she passed over a billion to William, I think is the headline that you're referring to. I think I saw the same headline. Without yeah. any form of taxation, you're talking about a billion. <laughs> now try try leave a million pounds to your daughter and son if you haven't got structures and see how quickly they're all over you over there. The point is you should not be in that position that you are feeding that beast. Yep. You have to do what they do, not do what they say. Uh, that's why you want a foundation. That's why you want to do all those things. That's what we recognize. Yep. Guys can find the marketsniper.com if they feel ready and they recognize. There's always more time than you think. Taking action is absolute mental remedy. Being in a group of other people that have seen the game is absolute um, camaraderie and support in reset times. You all need it more than you realize. You don't have to be depressed to be working at your mental health. Taking action is pre-inoculation, let me use that phrase, uh, against future possible depressions when disorderly extreme events are cast upon you by a cartel that have plotted this with the end in mind from long before you were probably born. And we are here to call that and get in front of that curve. And if that rings a bell, we'd love to have you. If you own your own outcomes, we'd love to have you. If you're ready to take action, we'd love to have you book a call. Been awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. And thank you so much again, Francis. Really appreciate it. And you've always provided so much value for our listeners and our viewers. And thank you to you, the listener and the viewer, for spending your most valuable resource, your time with me again on the show. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com, CashflowNinja.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com forward slash subscribe. Until next time, live infinitely.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.